The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes... They make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join Angel Communicator, Reiki Master, and QHHT hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman for stories from real people who have experienced real life angel encounters. Our first story is from Becky. Becky, can you tell us what happened with your loved ones? Well, um, the first time, the first story is uh, when my sister-in-law had passed and uh, I was tasked with um, cleaning out her house and, and we'd already gone over the list of things that she wanted um, her daughters to have. And we were preparing for an estate sale and um, her, her oldest daughter was there collecting some things that she was going to take to her own home. And I came across this little, uh, purple shot glass. And if you're a glass collector, you know, it's called amethyst glass and, um, this little shot glass. And I knew that, um, some, she'd given her daughter some, some purple glass. And I said, Hey, would you like to have this shot glass? And she said, no, I really don't need it. And I said, what? you know, are you sure? It's kind of cool. And she goes, nah, I've I've got so much stuff. And I said, okay, I get it. And so I set it on the China cabinet because we were staging the house for people to walk through. Um, and I told her that was going to about do it for me for today. And, uh, she said, yep. She said, I'm going to leave two. She said, there's a box in the kitchen that I'm filling with, um, some bakeware. If you'll just leave it in front of the stove, I'll come back in the morning and and fill it. I said, okay, great. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. And the next morning I arrived and, um, her box was in, was sitting there. And I just out of the corner of my eye happened to notice that shot glass, that purple shot glass was in the box with the bakeware. And, uh, she came through the door right about the time I noticed it. I said, Oh, Hey, I guess you changed your mind about the shot glass. She just looked at me like, she goes, no. I said, well, it's in your box. And she said, what? (laughs) And I picked it up out of the box. And then we noticed now, remember I said I had been cleaning things for the estate sale. So I pick up the shot glass and all around the rim of the shot glass is dust and hair and grit. Um, We'd been working in there for quite a while. And the floors were the last thing I was going to clean. And as we looked down, we could see a trail across the floor where dust was kind of cleared out of the way. And I looked at her and she looked at me and I said, I'm pretty sure your mom wants you to have this shot glass. (laughs) 
and she she said, "Yep, toss it in there. I'll take it home." <laughs> so it had scooted across through the dust. Yeah, I mean, you know, wow. I could think of was like the penny in Ghost going up yeah. the door, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, and it's in my head, I'm like. Man, how long did it take her? I guess we were gone all night. She had all the time she wanted. But um, there was no question to either one of us that her mom had something to do with getting that in the box. The house was locked after we left. No one else was doing that work except the two of us. And um, so it was just kind of, and it it was not um, in, in her living, in her human form. She was larger than life. And she did what she wanted and she made sure things happened the way she wanted them to. So it really was no doubt that it was, it was comforting to know that she was participating. <laughs> she said, no, I want you to have this. Yeah. <laughs> it goes with the rest of the set. Yes. <laughs> what a wonderful story. Well, I know that, you know, on the other side, it takes a lot of energy for our loved ones to reach out to us and to just to even offer a message takes a lot of energy on their part, but to move something physically yeah, is extraordinary. Yeah, it, it was, it was, I was felt, just, I'm just kind of blessed to have even seen it with my own eyes. It was, it was, it was great. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's wonderful. Now you have another story. I do. do with a twin. I do. Friend. Yeah. Yes, my twin flame um, is a man who was uh, uh, in my life for a short period as teenagers. We went together, but just remained kind of special to each other um, throughout our life. Lost track of each other for 35 years. And he came back um, into my life uh, right uh, just shortly before he passed away. And uh, I think it was just, you know, he w- didn't want to leave without seeing me again. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Well, we had a um, very close, close relationship. And um, he actually sort of led me toward my spiritual uh, teachings and got me kind of on the road to the quest for knowledge and things. But mm-hmm. he passed in August of um, 2018. Um, so last this year in April this year, Easter, I had gone down to the garage and he and he, um, he smoked cigarettes. So when he visited me, we would spend a little bit of a time in the garage because there's no smoking in my house. So we would visit a little bit in the garage and, and, um, it it was a good, um, it was a good visit. And I went to the freezer. Here's where I'm going. I went to the freezer, um, to get some things for Easter breakfast And I was thinking of him pretty strong and kind of going through that last visit we had out there. And I shut the freezer door. The garage was dark because I just, um, I don't mind the dark. I don't turn on unnecessary lights. And there's a light inside the freezer. So I shut the freezer door and I was standing there in the dark and thinking about him. And just out loud, I said, I hope you know above everything else, that you made me happy. And the moment that I said that he made me happy, the word happy, the garage light came on. It kind of turned around and looked like, yep, not close to that switch, not close to that button. 
like, and it, then I realized that it, it was him letting me know that, that he was happy to, that, um, I felt like it was kind of a message to tell me that I was a light in his life. And, um, so I just kind of shed a few little tears and, and thanked him for, um, that message and letting me know that he still, um, hears me when I talk to him and, and that, um, he's still around for me. And, um, of course, I, you always have your doubts about things. So I did come upstairs and when my husband, uh, got up that morning, I said, Hey, you know, that is there a light sensor in the garage? <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? And I said, you know, garage door like if you move around the garage does it come on and he goes no no you have to hit the garage door opener to make the light come on he goes well now if the garage door's up for a long time and you pass through and you break that little beam he said it'll turn on the light and I said oh okay well none of that happened so it was just sort of for me, you know, that, that it was him and that he, he was glad. He's glad when I talked to him and he's with me a lot. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, I believe that, that, uh, you know, our loved ones, they're just a thought away when we talk to them, they respond, you know, they're always there with us and I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there because, um, with the practicality, I always want to look for the practical solution first. There's something pragmatic first. Yes. And absent that, then yeah, our, our loved ones, and they truly are just that close to us. That's yes. Beautiful story. A beautiful, Thank beautiful you. story. And I would hope that anybody who is missing someone just knows that you can talk to them. Just talk to them. It's it's one of the greatest um healers of grief for me is to keep in my heart that that person is still there in some form they I can still have that interaction I can still talk and and not all you know not everybody's going to have those remarkable kind of things it's not that it's not it happens I think more common than than people know we're just tuned in when when you're kind of tuned in so you know, and that's a pretty remarkable one. You know, you, you checked about, you know, I didn't touch the, le- I didn't touch the switch. You don't have a motion sensor. And mm-hmm. even if I did accidentally trigger it, I wasn't anywhere near where you would trigger that light. Mm-hmm. So why not? Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have others, you know, I mean, I've been in the car talking to him before and smelled cigarette smoke. Um. And wondered, you know, and, and I just kind of say, oh, aren't you the smarty pants? Because, of course, there'd be no smoking in my car <laughs> if he were human. Right. <laughs> in fact, I bought a car that used to be a rental. and I left the stickers on the windows that say there's a $250 fine for smoking in this vehicle. <laughs> and he says, I don't think so, honey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can just see him like, yeah, uh-huh, catch me now. Right, exactly. Oh, that's a wonderful, wonderful story. Um, yeah, and we can just talk to our loved ones any, anytime. Well, Becky, thank you so much for sharing those stories. They're oh, truly pleasure. wonderful. Yeah, they're, and I think they're yeah. healing. Thanks. Thank you. 
And next up, we have Crystal from Tucson, Arizona. Crystal and I connected on the Two Girls, One Ghost podcast Facebook group, which is, uh, that's a great show if you ever like that kind of stuff, the paranormal. And uh, Crystal had a really interesting story. Crystal, uh, can you tell us a bit about what happened? Uh, so I was about 16, uh, about 16, 17 years old. So it was about 20 plus years ago. Uh, we were living in a town called Sierra Vista, which is east of Tucson. And my father was recently diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. So we were dealing with all of that nonsense. And so uh, one day I woke up and I had like a really like, like bad neck pain. Like I couldn't turn my head. I couldn't like, um, I had like, I guess you could say like blackouts or something like that. Like I can't remember certain things. And then I do remember that like I was in the kitchen with my brother and uh, he went to hug me or he went to like touch me or something like that. And next thing I know is he's on the floor two, three feet away from me, like just look at, looking at me terrified. I guess like I had picked him up and threw him across the room. Okay. I don't really. And you seem to be kind of a small person. Yeah, I'm like five feet, 90 something pounds. So yeah, he's, he was a bit taller than I was. So um, I told him, I said, don't tell mom and dad, you know, like I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get any of us in trouble. And uh, so he was like, okay. And then he kind of like kept his distance. But later on that night, I was having a hard time sleeping. Like the pain was so, it, it was really painful. And so I'm not like, I, I didn't grow up religious. I don't really have like any kind of religious um, stuff going on in my life at that time. But like I started praying to God saying like, please just get rid of this pain. Like I can't do this anymore. Like it's just, it's just way, way too painful. I can't handle it. Well, I'm laying in bed and all of a sudden I feel like, and I'm getting chills right now. It could be my, it could be my fan blowing on me, but, um, I, I felt like this hand touched my neck and like this worms just go all around me. And then the pain just like stopped and I haven't had that pain since. And that's my story. That's amazing. Okay. So you said you weren't um, really a believer before, didn't really have any type of spiritual beliefs. Did that change after your experience? Um, no, the funny thing is, is that my, my dad died like a year later. And I was just like, and I was just like, I, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in like anything like that. And then I wanted to like, kind of go like, uh, then I started to go like paganism. And then I met my, my uh, husband, who's my late husband now, who is Catholic. And so he's like, you have to become Catholic. And then I became Catholic and then he died and I kind of went away with it. And now I'm sort of like in between paganism and Catholicism still. So I, I go, I bounce from like thing to thing. So I don't really have like a true belief, I guess. Right. Well, what about, a, what, so what do you think that was that put it um, in your neck? I, I don't know. Like, I'm really weird. Like I believe in angels and I believe in demons, but like, I don't believe in like just one higher God. So like, I believe that like it was an angel or it was like something because uh, I mean, I felt warmth, like if, and I felt loved. And, um, I mean, I've had loved ones in the past die. My granddad died when I was quite young, but like, I've never had like a closeness with anybody who like 
died at that time to like me believe that that would have been them. So I, I would assume that it would be an angel or I don't know, maybe I was hallucinating because of the pain. I mean, I don't know. I was 16 at the time. Who knows what was going on? But the pain stopped and you had a, the very real sensation that, you know, you described. I mean, it sounds very real. And, you know, I always like to tell people, does it really matter where it came from? If it's helpful, if it's positive. Yeah. Right. But it was something that you you could feel and experience that healing. That's that's quite a nice story. That's quite that's quite awesome. Um and I do believe that you know we may never know what that was. Um, you know, I have my 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 guesses, my beliefs, but you know, of course, um we would never know until you get to the other side. Or if you do find out, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I'm hoping that no pain like that ever happens again. But yeah, if I, I guess if something else happens to me like that again, I'll, let, I'll definitely let you know. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with me, Crystal. Really appreciate it. Special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.